Welcome to the Athletic Business Podcast, your go-to source for all things related to the athletics, fitness, and recreation industries. I'm Andy Berg, and today we have a very special guest joining us. Jeanette Stosky is the Executive Director of the Association of Outdoor Recreation and Education, otherwise known as AOR. Jeanette is a visionary leader with a passion for promoting the benefits of outdoor recreation and education. With years of experience in the field, she has spearheaded numerous initiatives to increase access, diversity, and inclusion in outdoor activities. We asked Jeanette to join us not just because of her general awesomeness, but because AOR is co-locating with AB Show 2023 in Baltimore this year. Uh, in this episode, Jeanette shares her insights on the latest trends and challenges in outdoor recreation and also explains why AOR chose to co-locate with AB Show. So with that said, grab your hiking boots and your walking stick and enjoy this conversation with Jeanette Stosky. Jeanette, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for letting me be here today, Andy. No, it's great. Uh, um, really excited about the partnership with AOR, A AOR and AB Show. Um, and I'm really glad that we can kind of introduce our readers and our listeners to um, what you guys do. So maybe a good place to start things would be just if you could give me a little bit about AOR's background and sort of the impetus for creating the organization. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. So, and actually, I'll start off by saying that AOR is currently celebrating its our 30th year as a 501c3. So this will be our 30th year of helping serve right. anyone who facilitates. Yeah, thank you, people in the outdoors. So really, in sum, AOR is a professional nonprofit association built to empower and educate um, outdoor professionals, um, both recreation and education side. Um, we bring together ideas and resources and provide networking and other opportunities for people who, again, work are in the business of getting people outside. So that's really why we were created uh, to help solve some of the challenges that people are meeting all across the United States as the profession um, has been and is continuing to grow. All right. Uh, tell me a little bit about your membership and sort of maybe why why they're associated with AR. AOR. I'm, I'm going to probably do that a few <laughs> times throughout this. For some reason, I keep catching on it. Um, tell me a little bit about your membership and why they're why they're involved with AR. Yeah. Well, you know, AOR members are people who facilitate outdoor recreation. And so I've used that, that phrase a couple of times, but I can give you some examples. So someone who works in higher education, maybe a professor or someone who works in a rec sports department or a director in that capacity, someone who teaches, um, you know, adjunct classes might be another uh, person who would join the association. We service people who work in the military in a military garrison as part of their MWR program who are in charge of kind of the outdoor recreation end of things. We service nonprofit and for-profit outdoor facilitators. So again, guides and outfitters or people who work in affinity groups or community-based groups and also parks and rec. So basically, it doesn't matter where you work. If you're in the business of leading people outside, uh, AOR is your professional organization, your nonprofit that's going to support you in being better at that work. I also want to mention that we um, we also service people who are either just coming into the profession, like an aspiring professional, historically called a student, but we, sure. uh, we've changed our wording. Um, and also want to service people who are changing that career, so mid-career people. So again, if someone's curious about becoming an outdoor educator or facilitator, leader, programmer, then AOR is going to be the spot where they're going to get connected to that network and that community. Great. Um, and what I know, uh, inclusion, representation in outdoor recreation is near and dear to your heart. Um, 
Tell me a little bit about what have traditionally maybe been some of the barriers to inclusion in outdoor rec. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I'm so glad that you asked that question. And, and I would candidly share that um, I'm learning and unlearning a lot about uh, barriers and um, kind of how exclusive outdoor recreation has been. Um, and that's been a journey that I know that I've been on personally and that the association has, uh, is on and is, will be ongoing. So, you know, historically we've, we've, thought, we've talked about things about, you know, access to equipment or certifications or trainings um, as being some of the really easy things to say that might be the barrier, but we're realizing it's been everything from colonization, the taking of public lands, uh, you know, exclusion for underrepresented and overlooked population, affluence, the ability even to get to a trailhead due to transportation issues, uh, and even safety issues for people who, uh, you know, LGBTQ plus um, community um, can and are often uh, feeling insecure and unsafe in, in wilderness spaces and also, also people of color. So again, there's many, many barriers that have prohibited uh, historically people of going outside enjoyment of recreation. Uh, and again, we're on a journey to um, uh, learn and recognize what those are and how we can make our leaders better and introducing that and making it feel uh, safe and welcome for all. Sure, sure. Uh, so uh, one, one thing I wanted to mention was uh, the term wilderness medicine. And I know you guys are involved in, in uh, helping uh, what educate on wilderness medicine. What exactly does that entail and what does that mean? Yeah, wellness medicine is, is a term that's used uh, to describe when someone uh, needs medical support or service, but they are away from definitive care or easy access to definitive care. So definitive care would be uh, if you and I were hurt in our office and uh, we would pick up the phone and call uh, 911 and there would be someone, there'd be an ambulance or someone would be here to help support us, especially with basic life support things, right? So airway and breathing and circulation. Well, when you're uh, in the backcountry or away from uh, you know easy access to that, uh, accidents happen. Injuries, people get sick, people get hurt. Uh, those things uh, do do occur. And so wilderness medicine is the study and practice and application of helping stabilize someone, assess what their problem is, uh, you know, evacuating them if you needed to do that or creating an evacuation plan where you go out to get for help for someone to come in uh, using a different form. So again, where, where my members recreate, there is no safety net. So we need to make sure that uh, members have the ability to understand what wellness medicine is and how do they can access trainings to to help do that. We can't guarantee safety, but um, we can we can help um, make sure and kind of stabilize people if they need that help. Sure, sure. Um, in terms of how your membership uses the the knowledge and the experiences that they gain uh, through participation with AR and um, and the resources that you provide, how do they take that and sort of uh, use that to impact their own respective communities. Yeah, so AR members are all across the United States and actually all around the world. So you'll find a member uh, in a military garrison overseas or uh, in different uh, uh, countries where someone might be running a nonprofit or for-profit getting people outdoors. So we recognize that that where someone might be running and introducing people outdoors could be pretty limited geographically or who, who they serve. Um, and there's a lot of knowledge to be gained collectively. So AR members gain and share that knowledge through our virtual programming or our in-person in pers programming through our, our journal called the Jarrell uh, and through other formats. And so they can take that understanding. So something wider than they might be exposed to where they are um, and take that knowledge. It might be teaching better, it might be wellness medicine or techniques or skills, uh, understanding trends, and then bring that to, back to where they work so they can more positively influence those that they're taking outside. So again, if we think about where we um, currently work and who you connect with in your day-to-day -day life, it could be pretty limited if that was your only measure to get outdoors. So, so by again, 
being part of a bigger whole, it allows us to reach um, better, uh, a greater population. Sure. Um, so in terms of the partnership with AB Show, um, I know we're super excited about it and uh, really happy to have you guys co-locating with us in Baltimore. Um, tell me a little bit about why you thought AB Show might be a good fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, again, it's actually a, an ongoing story. Um, you know, since I've been the executive director and as I was looking about how we could better um, offer a great value proposition to our, our members, having a standalone conference um, just it, it, it has been a challenge uh, candidly over the last handful of years, especially through the pandemic. Um, but even more importantly, as the industry has changed, as the environment, as our economy, uh, as what people want in a workforce um, has developed, uh, our association needs to develop and, and change with that. So again, it was it was kind of a nice opportunity to revisit a conversation I had had back uh, with AB back in uh, 2015. So really pre way, way prior to the pandemic, uh, but to come together and say, you know, how can we uh, together more effectively serve our attendees and add value to athletic business as well? Uh, recognizing that mental health and wellness, getting people outdoors is something that uh, we are all understanding um, it benefits the whole. So again, it doesn't have to be exclusive to outdoor recreation, but there might be some uh, more overlap that we can otherwise see. I also want to just uh, highlight, I mean, the AB team has been great to work with uh, in, in uh, my Likewise. experience. Likewise. Yeah, yeah, it's been been really fun just to, to see the energy and, and I think that partnership. But I also know, you know, when I talk to colleagues um, from the association who have, who have participated in AB, the caliber of your education sessions, the human resources, the leadership, the keynote, all of those things I think are just gonna be a tremendous draw to help my membership, you know, see that bigger business and that workforce that are out there. Also exposure to the brands, things that we just otherwise wouldn't see. Um, it's just a small kind of exclusive um, uh, conference. You know, I, I'm also just really excited uh, to work together uh, in Baltimore. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, uh, going to an urban center, um, I think that's where um, individuals or associations like mine uh, have to make sure that the outdoors can be more inviting to those. And so right. by being with an urban rich population and tapping into the Eastern seaboard, we really just think there's gonna be a tremendous value. So that's good. And last yeah. but not least, athletic business. You, you know, AOR um, is in the business of getting outdoors and not just for a fun play on words, but you know, my members and myself are learning about this power of the outdoor economy, $862 billion uh, in the outdoor recreation section, you know, 4.5 million recreation jobs in the United States, you know, we're contributing to the GDP. And I think working uh, intentionally with AB will help us all uh, elevate that and make sure that we have uh, trained and certified and empowered individuals um, at, at wherever we work and how we work together. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because we, you know, we, we're writing all, uh, all and covering all the changes that happened because of COVID. And one of them were so many rec departments sort of moving things outside so they could, people could move their bodies um, and, and do it, you know, in an open air environment. And, it, and it's, it's amazing to me how much of that has stuck because mm -hmm. people are like, why weren't we getting outside, you know, <laughs> prior to this? And, it, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a great thing to see. You're exactly right. You know, and, and um, you know, I think just to take that a step further, I think the 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 pandemic has been a great um, equalizer in that way, and also allowed us to get past some of our um, our ego and our barriers, our silos of what we perceived and understand recreation or fitness to be. Right. So mm -hmm. it doesn't yep. have to be um, team sports. It doesn't have to be individual sports. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Getting outside and moving your body maybe a might be a gateway activity, a, a jog or a walk along a, a nice green path. Uh, resetting our, our mental health as we um, as we all move together, I think there are some of those great benefits and have some great overlap to to easy sports and easy activities, fishing and, and getting outdoors, hiking, um, birding. Other there are many ways of outdoor recreation that's good for sure. all. 
Yeah, absolutely. So looking forward, um, what uh, what do you see for AOR and what are your kind of goals for the future? Where do you where do you hope to to be in say five years? <laughs> what, I know that's a, that's a loaded question. There, there we go. There we go. Well, I'll, I'll definitely have to, to to look to the to the board as as we continue to set our priorities as an association. But you know, AWORD really has been um, continuing to evolve. I think um, you know through I, I mentioned. Um, you know, previously talking with AB a handful of years ago, and, and historically AOR was just in higher education, but we recognized that as we looked at how exclusive we may have been and only serving people who were in higher education, that outdoor leaders can come in all shapes, forms, and places. And so as we try to make the outdoors more inclusive, we've got a lot of work to do in just opening up those things, making sure people feel empowered and connected, uh, making sure that we understand, um, you know, how to get access to our public lands for our members. That's that's one of the big challenges that we have, uh, making sure that we can make sure that there's a, a, a corridor for the workforce uh, and that people are paid equitably and fair, fairly. Uh, these are some of the things that, that AIR will be advocating for and continuing to empower um, you know, there's there's many challenges. I don't need to probably list them all off, but uh, you know, workforce is changing, the environment is changing, the workforce environment is changing, climate, uh, all these things yeah. contribute and are, are really um, making it a really dynamic space. So AOR is going to try to help uh, guide our members, you know, with their support and with a lot of members leading, uh, helping us see what we can, so we can make sure that everyone is having a better experience as we get people outdoors. Nice. Well, we look forward to uh, Baltimore and meeting your membership and just learning more uh, along the way. Um, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Looking forward to seeing you in Baltimore. Yep.